The Lessons Learned for Vets podcast is proud to be brought to you by AFMA, the American Armed Forces Mutual Aid Association. Established in 1879, they are the longest standing nonprofit association empowering military families with affordable financial solutions for generations. Offering life insurance, wealth management, mortgages, survivor assistance, and other benefits, AFMA is here to support you through every stage of life. AFMA is dedicated to helping service members be financially and logistically ready for life after the military. To support you in this process, AFMA would like to offer you their free downloadable transition timeline, a step-by-step guide to help you create a comprehensive military transition plan. Let AFMA help you get ready for your next step by visiting afma.com backslash LL4V. That's A-A-F-M-A-A.com slash LL, the number four, V or clicking the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, your military transition debrief from the veteran mentors who've gone before you. My name is Lori Norris, and I've been teaching veterans how to successfully navigate their military transition since 2005. I'm a civilian who speaks the language of all branches of the U.S. military, and I'm on a mission to educate veterans in the job search marketing process. This podcast shares the military transition hot washes and after action reports of your fellow veterans to smooth your own path out of the military. We are very tabooish about utilizing the word selfish, right? Because we're yeah. so, one of our values is being selfless. For me, I thought about it as, you know, not necessarily being selfish, but how can I help myself so that I can ultimately help others? Yeah. You know, that, I, I started putting that in my mind and that when kind of my mind shifted um, from feeling guilty, right? Because now I'm leaving and, you know, things are changing and I'm not part of a team to someone that want to pave the way to something greater for me and now in the civilian sector for me to help others. On today's episode of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, I'm welcoming Shirley Baez. Shirley retired from the United States Army in 2021, and though she went right from the Army to her first job, she admits that she was one of those veteran statistics that left that first job in less than a year. Though she is employed in a new role, she is also very focused on advocating for veteran entrepreneurship, and she is part of Action Zone, an organization dedicated to helping veterans, military spouses, and dependents build their own businesses. So Shirley is here today to share not only her transition story with us, but also to talk to us about business ownership as a veteran and talk about those really important emotional mindset changes that need to happen so that you can achieve post-military success. So Shirley, I am so excited to have you here with me today. Good afternoon, Lori. I am so excited and so happy that I'm here and that you invited me to this. It's all about paying it forward for me. So let's just start it off. Like, tell us how your military transition went, because on the surface, it looked pretty smooth, right? So tell us about your transition. It it looked pretty smooth, but you know, underneath the water, I was doing (laughs) this the whole time. But no, like, um, you know, three, four years prior to my, you know, retirement, I already knew that that I wanted to do something different. I have already felt 
that I've accomplished my mission in serving my country for 20 years. And so I wanted to go back to the things that when I, you know, prior to the military felt so um, enamored by, right, which is, you know, the creative arts and just kind of just do things that I really loved. And so I started planning, you know, I started planning. I didn't know how that looked like. I, I didn't know how that looked like, but the biggest thing for me and the most important was that I made a decision. Okay. Making the decision is the first, the first thing that you need to do. And so, because I made the decision and I, and, and I knew that I needed to take action, I didn't look back. I couldn't look back. So you, when you make the decision, you, you can't go back and forth. You already know that this is the path that you're going to take and that you're going to commit to it. Right. And so because of that, um, I really was intentional about my transition. You know, I, I was intentional about going to, you know, the soldier support center at Fort Bragg, getting informed, getting educated, speaking with others that were a little bit in front of me, you know, that were ahead of me. And so, that way I can have some predictability as to the roadblocks and, and stepping stones that I needed to take in my, in my journey. And so that really, really helped a lot. Um, but first and foremost, it's just being intentional about the path you're taking, the people you're talking to. I didn't even know how important network was until I forced myself to do it because in the military, we're quiet professionals, right? We yeah. we do our job and we're silent and we're humble. But this time I needed to put myself out there. And that was a challenge. That was a challenging thing for me at first. How'd you get past it? How'd you get past that, you know, that fear of networking? I've always been an introvert. <laughs> I've always been someone that loved working behind the scenes and I was okay with it, right? Um, but I knew that if I wanted to pave the way for something great that will make me happy at the end, I needed to do things that scared me. And and it's and it's kind of weird how I say that because in the military, they challenge you to do things that are scary, right? In order to grow and expand. But at this point, it was me um, showing up, you know, just me putting myself out there, not with a team, not with my soldiers. It was me alone putting myself out there. And so taking those opportunities to, even though you're scared and afraid, I still made the calls. I still reached out on LinkedIn and say, hey, can you have an informational interview with me? I, I was petrified nonetheless. You just have to work through it, right? And and yeah. as a soldier, they they teach us. They teach us how to overcome fear uh, because of the nature of our job. And so I was able to remind myself, hey, I'm a leader. You know, I've been through things. I need to do this for me now. You know, it's no longer for the greater good or for my soldiers. I need to do this for me. And so... Once I started doing that and once you start practicing it and doing it over and over again, it starts lessening and lessening of the fear and the concern. It just started becoming natural to me. 
So, you know, like you said, do it scared, do it nervous, do it with butterflies in your stomach, but you got to do it, right? You have to step up there and and step out kind of of the shadows and into the light, limelight, if you will. And um, and I think that's that's great advice because, you know, there are some people that love to go out and meet new people. You and I are not one of those people, (laughs) (laughs) which people would really find that shocking, I think, for both of us. So it's kind of who we are out and amongst people now. But um, you've still got to do it. And then I really like what you said. Like, I'm just going to change your words. I'm going to say you got to be selfish. Like I know that's that goes against everything you you believe as a as a service member, right? Like it's it's everyone else before me, and it is you going to have to put yourself first before yeah. the military, before your team, because you are now going to have to take care of yourself. You have to be your own career field manager, right? Yeah, and, and that's how I saw it, you know. Um, and, and you're right. Like we we are very tabooish about utilizing the word selfish, right? Because we're yeah. so, one of our values is being selfless. For me, I thought about it as, you know, not necessarily being selfish, but how can I help myself so that I can ultimately help others? Yeah. You know, that, I, I started putting that in my mind and that when kind of my mind shifted um, from feeling guilty Right. Because now I'm leaving and, you know, things are changing and I'm not part of a team to someone that want to pave the way to something greater for me. And now in the civilian sector for me to help others. And so um, that's kind of how that's how I saw it, because I know that at the end, if if I will not take care of myself nobody will and it's going to be more painful for me at the end and so a lot of times pain makes us take action the thought of us being in pain at the end makes us take action and so and it will be more painful if you don't take action you're absolutely right this whole process will be harder if you put it off It will be harder if you wait. It will be harder if you don't get out there and try new things. So if it makes you feel uncomfortable to say you're doing it for yourself, then do it for your spouse, for your family. If you don't have a spouse or family, do it for your dog or your cat or your goldfish. And if you don't have any of those things, then do it for your future self because you will look back and thank yourself one day, right? Absolutely. And for your family, because I know for for the longest, my family, you know, my mom and my dad, my, my siblings... They, they wanted me back home, you know, they, they wanted me to spend time with them and, and be with them. And just, you know, sometimes as a family, we get together, we play bingo together, you know? And so those are the things that I missed for such a long time. And it was time to get back to that, to my family. Yeah. And you're, there's going to be somebody other than you that will benefit. I promise whether it is, you know, your loved ones or, your pets or your future self, you know? So um, when you and I talked, you told me that you attended lots of different transition programs, transition support programs. So you do have some advice and some lessons learned about how transitioning service members should approach these programs. So can you share that with us? Uh, You know, I did my due diligence and speaking with people again, who were a little farther ahead and they had, you know, recommended programs. And then, of course, I did my my research. And, you know, uh, 
when I do these presentations, I have like my little ladder, like from when I started all the way to like the bowl, you know, and the flag and, and everything. But one of the, one of the programs that Kate start my, my transition in such a great way was, um, was the leader transition Institute. And that is with Annie Brock. Uh, she is prior military. Uh, she, uh, in, she inherited, uh, you know, money from her family and she, you know, established this nonprofit organization that helps transitioning service members kind of start getting your mindset to, from the we to me, right? And that's what helped me. And so it was a three, a three and a half day, I believe, um, transition and, uh, at the time, I was a first sergeant, and it just so happened that we were coming up on a four-day weekend, and that you know that program was being um, executed throughout those days. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so perfect because when you're still in, you're still in the mindset of serving, and and you you know you blow off those things, even though you know you know that you're on this road. And so I attended the Leader Transition Institute. And I tell you that it was such a life changer for me. I just started feeling okay about transitioning. I, I started feeling so inspired and so happy that I can actually now take control of my future and just do things that I've let sit for more than 20 years, right? And so they you know, they help you with the mindset. Um, they help you with, you know, the resumes. They talk to you about the importance of networking. They talk to you about finances, which is so crazy because in the military, we don't get enough of that. And now that we're transitioning, it's so important for you to be intentional about how your finances are going to change when you get out. It's not the same where, you know, we're in, we have a push into where we get uh, you know, language pay and junk pay and clothing allowance and, you know, the, you know, the whole nine yards. Right. Um, and, and that's not so much when you get out. And so that helped me a lot to start opening my mindset, um, to transition. And, you know, there are, I don't know, 40 some thousand, we're just going to call it 40 some thousand different programs, support organizations, and don't feel like you have to do them all. But like you said, do your due diligence, research it, ask for advice. Um, and, and so I feel like, you know, you've got to get to a point where, okay, I've, I've done, I'm done gathering information. Now, again, I need to take some action, right? And then you go and gather some more information and take some action. But don't feel like you have to go do all the things and cr participate in all the programs before you start taking some action, right? No, absolutely. I mean, for me, I, I, I got involved in four different programs, right? Um, and then one, one extra because it was at Fort Bragg and that was the warrior care program, which has an annex at Fort Bragg where you go personally and just sit with an advocate and just talk. They will help you with, with your transitional timeline and they have a plethora of resources, but they mainly help me with understanding how to put in my, my medical disability, you know, understanding my medical disability benefits and how to put in the paperwork and all of that. 
all of those um, programs served a purpose in my journey. And so, for example, I said the Leader Transition Institute, it was just poof, an eye-opener for me, right? I then um, uh, I then got involved with uh, the Honor Foundation, which is specifically a career transitional program for special operators, right? For the, right. For the you know, soldiers that are within special operations. And so that had its unique twist to soldiers within SOF. And so that's where it's such an elite executive program that I would definitely um, recommend to all soft soldiers and even enablers. Uh, I think you just need like a letter of recommendation, but there you get coaching, you, you, you know, you get high quality, like digging into your why, your purpose, what's important to you. Like you really dig deep within your core. And so, um, to me, that helped me a lot to break through a lot of the barriers that I had inside. And then also, um, through the exposure of the networking and, and the high quality people that they have there that also helped me expand my network. The other one was four block and four block is unique in that even though they do, it's a other transit, uh, career transition program, but it's unique in that every week, right? I think for six to eight weeks, whenever they do a session, it's not them conducting it. It's actually an employer conducted it. Whereas, you know, where, whether it's Deloitte, USAA, PwC, right? Uh, uh, CASI. So they come and they actually teach the class. And so after that, you do your breakout sessions with the potential employers. And so that is so, I saw that as being such a gold mine because you're creating those connections with recruiters, with veterans that are within that company that can assist you at the end in submitting your resume and putting in a good word for you. And then of course, the Commit Foundation. The Commit Foundation for me was unique and awesome in that I had a dedicated coach. I'm telling you, if anything, you need a coach. And, and people don't think this is as important until you need it because it's such an, you get so many aha moments and such, uh, you know, support because you're, you're, you're working one-on-one -on -one with that person. That person is your personalized coach that will be there for you and walk you through the whole, you know, the whole shebang. So those were the programs that I utilized. We will link to all of those programs in the show notes, um, just so you can go out and check them out for yourself and see, you know, number one, if you qualify, if the program is going to be a right fit for your timing. Um, but, you know, again, Shirley, as Matt said, that she had great success. I, I, all of those programs are things we've talked about on the on here on the podcast before. So definitely go and check it out and kind of do your own research, right? What works for one person won't work for everyone, but it's always good to hear positive things and, and get that referral. So, okay. Absolutely. Um, you talk a lot about the emotional and the mindset aspect of transition. And, you know, I think that's something that's often overlooked is that like I just have to go get a job. That's, that's transition. And, you know, we talk on here that it is so much more than that. So, Tell me more about kind of the emotional and mindset changes that you had to make to have a successful transition. That is such a great question because it is, if not the most important thing, the most important thing that you need to be cognizant of throughout your transition 
is having a lot of time for reflection. Okay. You've been in an organization where you've been a soldier, you've been somebody else for, you know, because you've had to adopt a lot of the values and a lot of the, you know, ways of, of living that lifestyle. It was a lifestyle, right? And now you have to go back to who are you? Who are you? A lot of people don't even remember that, you know? And so it, for me, I, I needed to take time to really think about what I loved, who I was, what I liked, what were my own values, you know, because I was going by the army values this whole right. time. What are things that are important to me? And and I saw myself taking a lot of time for journaling, um, a lot of time to speak to my coach and maybe just vent some things out, get new, new perspectives. Um, even from people, especially from people that have never served, you know, that, that helped me a lot from those coaches. Um, also obviously from, from veterans too, who have transitioned maybe a year or two and kind of have come to their own again. Right. But a lot of, uh, journaling, I, I loved working a lot with my vision board because it inspires me a lot because I can see into the future as to the things that I want to see in my life and what I want to experience. And so definitely it's important for you to, to take that step to take care of yourself emotionally, mentally, physically, when you're going through this journey, because you will feel alone because I tell you that that train is still going to move forward without you, you know, and if you don't find people that are on, on the same wavelength as you are or the same path as you are right now, you're going to find it very, very difficult to even put together what it is that you want in your life. And so you have to be very intentional about those things. If you love yourself, if you love your family, if you love to see a greater future for yourself, because once you're out, there's no more military. There is no more. You can only reference that, but it's just a reference point in your life, right? It's, it's a point in your life that happened and now it's behind you. Journaling, vision board. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I've, I, I spoke to a lot of people that can provide me that insight and give me those moments where, you know, a lot of introspection. It helped helped a lot. And I know, I know, like, for example, for the Honor Foundation, a lot of the guys, when we got to storytelling, there's a there's a, a, a time there where you have to storytell. You have to really do it very personal in front of everybody. And I I went ahead and took the leap of faith and just went vulnerable, you know? And, you know, it was funny because a lot of the guys in the chat, they were talking. They were like, oh, my God, I'm so happy you're here because you're talking about these things. And I can't, you know, for them, for men, it's, it's a little bit tougher to just put themselves out there and speak to to that to where people see that they need help right that they need guidance and so that helped that helped not only me but help others uh, you know in return so there there are definitely parts of this path that you need to walk alone right like no one is going to need the same things or have the same goals as you do 
And so the introspection, like no one knows you the way you know yourself, right? But if you don't take the time to kind of, like you said, look inside and, and be introspective and take some quiet time to yourself, it, it is hard to kind of know who that is. And then I'll also say that there are parts of this path that will be so much more difficult if you travel them alone. Like I think you said you have a coach that, and I think a good coach is there to listen they call you on your BS, right? They they provide other perspectives. And like we all need a coach that will serve all of those purposes for us. And it, it doesn't even have to be a coach. It could be some, like you said, someone who's just a little bit ahead of you, a mentor. Um, but there, don't don't try to do all of this all by yourself. Um, obviously, you do have to get quiet and do some stuff alone. But um it, it, the more time you put into this, and I know there are going to be people out there listening to this that are rolling their eyes right now. I saw all of you roll your eyes when we said journaling and vision board and getting introspective. But if you don't do it, how will you know what's going to make you happy? My goodness, yes. Right? A- absolutely. <laughs> yes, no. And and to me, that that helped me a lot. And like you said, that combined with people because you're not you know although you have to take the the journey alone you cannot get to the finish line without others helping you and and i tell you that i made so many meaningful friendships and connections throughout this journey that till now what two years later almost it's so crazy it's been that it's been so long now i mean it's been so quick that I still stay in touch. And and one person that you and I know is Mary Kate. Like she was my, well, she's, she was psychological operations. She was me. So, and I was civil affairs, right. And we're part of the three tribes, which is SF, MISO and civil affairs. And so the honor foundation, um, Michael Halty, he connected us. And once we connected, we were inseparable. Like we were each other's support system you know, a shoulder to cry on, you know, like all years for each other. We met um, several times for coffee, you know, when we were in Fort Bragg. And I tell you that it helped me so much mentally and emotionally. You need, you need, it takes a village, you know, definitely you have to do the work within because you can't lie to yourself. You can't lie to everybody else, but you can't lie to yourself. But when you have those group of people that are going through the same thing or are a little bit ahead of you but are open to helping you it just makes the difference and that helped me so much in times where i felt uncertain about the future so definitely get you a, a transitional battle buddy <laughs> i like it yeah mary kate was uh, did a q a with me a military transition q a way back in season one i think it might be time to have her come back and tell her transition story because she's got an interesting story to tell so i Very might have much. to reach out to her <laughs> i text with her almost every day we have this group she's chat that she's yes. in so um but yeah i'm gonna have to reach out to her so I said it earlier, you were one of the statistics, right? Your first job, how was it seven months? Is that right? You lasted? Yeah, it was seven months. Okay. Yeah, so, seven months. Yeah, so, you know, and so you have some thoughts about why, like what created the issue that caused you to leave that first job, you know, and didn't stay more than a year. So what do you think happened? So honestly, and to be totally transparent, it was fear. It was fear. 
uh, because I didn't feel that a lot of pe that enough people weren't calling me or I wasn't getting the opportunities that I wanted or the opportunities that I wanted that were presented was had to do with me moving somewhere where I did not plan to move. And so I, I, I got, I got fearful and, and, and I decided to go with a company that usually I would not have chosen, but let me tell you, the team is amazing. The people were amazing, but the job itself wasn't me. Right. It just wasn't me. But out of fear, I chose the first thing that came about. And that is the worst thing you could do, but it's a lesson learned. It's it's going back to, hey, take time, take time, trust the process. Yeah. Trust the process. Don't be fearful that if somebody is not calling you, that it's not gonna happen. You know, it is going to happen. It's gonna happen at its time. You're not going to lose out on anything. But when I went there, you know, I, I did my time and, and everybody was so gracious and so awesome. But I wasn't happy because it wasn't something that came that I felt naturally inclined to do. Right. Um, and so, yes, I was one of those statistics that um, that left the job at seven months. But you know what? Don't feel bad about it, because one thing that I learned and even my aunt would tell me she would tell me Shirley you don't have to be loyal anymore like you can actually say I quit you have and it took me time it took me time to own that power again yeah right to have to own that power to say hey this is not for me I'm gonna move on you know until I got to a point where I even felt depressed you know I felt miserable and again, it wasn't because of the people. It just was because I got myself in a situation where I knew better, right? And so I I had to be honest with myself and, and do a pivot, right? And again, I go back to, I had to put myself in a vulnerable position um, and in, a uncertain, in an uncertain path because I left and I didn't have a plan B. You know, I didn't have a plan B. I just had to figure it out. But... But like I said, goes back to it takes a village, network, expand your network. Because I tell you that when I took that pivot and I needed the time to breathe because I didn't even give, I didn't allow myself to take some time off. That was some, that was time needed for me to take time off. But the people, the veterans, the people that stay connected with me that I forged a relationship, man, they went all out. They helped me so much. They were looking out for me. They were putting in resumes for me. They were putting in words for me. And one of them, it went through. And it was something now that I that I really enjoy doing, which is, you know, being um, an instructor and, and still be in the field of teaching, coaching, and mentoring others, right? And so don't be fearful. Yes, I was the statistic, but don't. Don't fear that. It's okay. That's the beauty of it. You can leave and it's really not a big deal. And, you know, we're not saying that the first job offered is always going to be bad, right? But why not just keep looking? Even if you have received an offer, decided to accept it as a safety net, you can keep looking. That doesn't make you disloyal. That makes you 
someone who is watching out for their own best career interests. And you have to. No one's going to do that for you. You have to continue to do that. And so there's nothing wrong with continuing to look, even though you have that offer in hand, and see if something better happens, right? So this is not dating. This is your career, right? That's right. That's Let's not right. do that in dating. We don't want to do that, right? Well, Let me just keep tra- dating other people on the side just to see if somebody better, you know? Don't no, we don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but in the job market, you absolutely can keep looking. I think you should always have your, your mind open to new opportunities, honestly. Oh, yeah. You just absolutely. never know what will come your way. So one of those opportunities might be business ownership, right? So you are very focused on helping veterans, military spouses, their dependents start businesses of their own. And you and I talked about some of like the characteristics uh, that many veterans bring to business ownership that help them become successful. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm such a big advocate for veteran um, vetpreneurs, right? Veterans owning their own businesses because we bring so much to the table. I mean, so many valuable skills, so many, you know, um, such as, you know, leadership, discipline, the can-do attitude. We're not, we're not going to quit, right? We're not quitters, right? We, we, you know, we go through with our plans. We're planners, right? Um, we know, again, how to lead people. We know how to lead ourselves. We're still starters, yep. right? And and we have a lot of ideas. We know how to brainstorm. And so I'm a very big advocate, and I just wish that, you know, there's just the percentage of veterans going into business ownership would, you know, ascend, would, would skyrocket because we just bring so much we bring so much to the table and still we're, we're being selfless, right? Because we're self, we're, we're servicing others. We're right. helping others. I think what was a world war two when, when soldiers came back, a lot of them, nine times out of 10 were business owners, they went and owned their own businesses. So why can't we do that now? And now we have so many resources out there and organizations that are led by veterans that have become an entrepreneurs that can provide, you know, that knowledge and resources to others that might be, you know, interested in taking that path. We talked about you um, being part of Action Zone. Can you tell us a little bit about the organization? Yeah, so Action Zone, so I volunteer for Action Zone. They're a nonprofit. Uh, They're here situated in Tampa, Florida, and they uh, help veterans uh, and military spouses and their dependents and even active duty that are interested in taking the the business ownership path. Um, they have programs that assist you in scaling your business, in ideation. If you just have an idea, I want to expand on it, they will help you. Or if you're stagnant in your business, they'll help you how to kind of push it forward. You know, they help you with your exit strategy. Uh, it's totally free. Um, again, it's, it's for veterans. I'm actually, aside from volunteering, I'm actually going through the program now because I said, man, it's, it, I mean, the best thing that I can do is just actually go through the program. I'm already volunteering. So I just want to get the whole realm of things, right? I want to feel and, and have that experiential, you know, experience with, right. with the organization. And so they're, they're just so amazing. 
So it sounds like maybe business ownership is in your future. Yes, yes, I can't deny it. I mean, you know, despite, um, you know, it just takes time to to do the mind shift from traditional work, traditional um, employment to business ownership, because it's a mindset. You have to work on your mindset to take the leap of faith again and, and do something that you never thought to do, you know, in your life but that you always was curious about owning your time, being creative, serving others, right? Um, creating something for yourself, creating a legacy for you and your family, right? And that is what that is what turned me to that. I've always been curious about, hey, what if I buy my, my time back, right? I want to have my time. I want to be able to run my business and travel right? But still serving others, uh, do the things that I love um, whenever I wanted. And so it's about, you know, the freedom that I have, um, but also helping and servicing others in the things that I feel very passionate about, because I know that there is a customer avatar uh, out there for that. Um, and so for me, I wanted to go into, you know, business uh, coaching. And so I want, you know, I'm, I've established my business in leadership and mindset coaching uh, for, especially for women that are coming up in the ranks or coming up in leadership positions that are lacking certain skills and just need that extra push to be able to not only lead themselves, but also lead their teams, right? And so I'm very passionate about that. I'm very passionate about young young women, right? Young women that are, that might not have had, you know, the role model or the environment for them to, to be whatever they wanted to be. And that is something that I feel very passionate about helping others to do. And so I've established my, my business in that I've, I'm also an avid, uh, investor. I love investing. I love the idea of compound interest <laughs> and, and cash flow, And so, um, I'm a real estate investor as well. And so those two are, you know, are my businesses that I am working on and establishing. I think, you know, as someone, I've owned a business now for almost 19 years. Can't believe I started a business when I was five, right? But no, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't even like to say that almost 19 years, but I'm about to have a 19 year old baby tomorrow. So there you go. That's a, That's just how it is. Um, but I will tell you that don't try to do that alone either, right? There's so many nuances to being a business owner that it's great to get the input of coaches and people who have that outside perspective. Um, and, and so I would say, you know, try to get some input, get some services, some support coaching, like what Action Zone offers. Now, it, do they help everyone or only in Florida? So right now, I think I think they help people in Florida, but they do have virtual. They have virtual cohorts that people can go into. Definitely go into www.actionzonetampa.com and look into the programs because it, it, when they do it virtual, it's for everybody. So just go in there and inquire. Um, Again, you have Action Zone. You also have Vet to CEO. Vet to CEO. That was another program that, um, at the beginning of my transition, that I joined. Now it's Warrior Rising. They made a partnership with Warrior Rising, and 
they're just amazing. And again, I'm part of masterminds. I'm part of groups that are uh, entrepreneurs here in Tampa. And I just go and learn from them. Yeah, I think that's great. Like, like I said, don't don't shy away from getting help. Even if you want to be an entrepreneur and you're like, I want to do it on my own. You know, I want to be my own boss. Well, I'll tell you right now, you're never your own boss because you have as many bosses as you have customers. <laughs> so Absolutely. I mean, and your customers are your bosses. They're the ones that are going to keep you afloat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We like those bosses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, But yeah, I mean, I think that if you approach that business startup process incorrectly, it, it can set you back. And so, you know, use those resources and um, and reach out for help. And so I will put the the website for Action Zone in those show notes as well. Okay. Any last kind of nuggets of wisdom you want to leave us with before, like you've already dropped so much for us today, but anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up here? Yes, most definitely. Well, first and foremost, uh, one little surprise is that I have my book coming out. I have my book signing on the 22nd of March here in Tampa at the Barnes and Noble in Carrollwood. And so I'm very happy about that. So um, I'm, I'm a, almost a published author, so there's more to come. But definitely, you know, for me, parting notes is you can look at, you know, you can look at transition as a fearful path. Or you can look at it as an opportunity of of treasure troves that can come and enlighten and 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 just bring so much joy to your life. You know, you can look at it as an opportunity or as a challenge and a hindrance. And I chose to look at it as opportunities of great things to come. It is all about the mindset that you approach it with, right? Absolutely. Stress and fear and excitement are really close right? They're just, you. we approach them a little bit different. And one is a very positive feeling. One is a very negative feeling. So you have to choose the mindset with which you're going to approach this. And we hope that all the information that we bring you every single week with amazing guests like Shirley help you to change that mindset and approach it in a positive way. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. It's my pleasure, Lori. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast. If you learned just one lesson today that you believe can help you in your military transition, then I've done my job. Please don't keep this podcast a secret. Share it with as many of your active duty service member friends and transitioning veterans who may be struggling with that process as possible. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and join our YouTube channel so you don't miss any lessons that we share.